Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Top Docs Radio. Brought to you by Hyperbaric Physicians of Georgia, a comprehensive wound resolution and UHMS accredited hyperbaric medicine practice with four offices to serve you. Find us on the web at www.hbomdga.com. Facebook and Twitter at HBOMDGA. Good afternoon, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on Top Docs Radio, joined in studio, as always, by our producer and engineer, Krista Baruti behind I was up against a tight there. deadline before she that was, one. She was, <laughs> I mean, it was knees and elbows flying over Schweigman there. Schweigman was shaking over there. She pulls it together, and then, of course, here joining me on the mic is Dr. David Schweigman, or Schweigman, as I like to call him. And I'm calling you Charlie. Or D. After Schweigs. Who calls you C.W.? You're Charlie. That's right. I, you know, it's a, it's, it's a me thing. Yeah. But uh, last but not least, we've got our guest in studio today from Georgia Podiatry Incorporated in Austell, Georgia. Our, our folks that we've worked with in the past, Dr. Evan Brody. Hello. Thanks for having us. And Dr. Ashish Kapila. Hi. Kapila. Kapila. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. Kapila. I've been practicing and then I foul it on the introduction. So <laughs> how about that? Very was on sorry the wrong about syllable. that. You know, I, I try to start it off light by insulting somebody by saying their name incorrectly. Actually, I like that because when people call me and they say Dr. or Mr. Sh- no, he's not here. You don't know who I am, and so clearly I have it no makes, business it, speaking it with you. It makes it easy so. to punt. But, uh, you know, as we as we get get to talking about your practice, Dr. Brody and Dr. Capella, you know, there's a few things. I went out and, and just kind of uh, you know, trying to see about, you know, interesting statistics and things like that. I mean, foot problems are... I mean, amazingly prevalent. I mean, we take a lot of steps. A lot of us do some running or some kind of training, and um, lots and lots of folks out there are having problems with uh, the mechanics of their feet and having some pain and sometimes end up requiring surgery. So, you know, where does that fit into your practice as it relates to, you know, treating injuries of the foot? Does your practice have kind of a focus that you like to have in, in terms of your clinical, you know, patients that you're treating tell me a little bit about your practice and what you tend to focus on um, you know when folks come to see you uh, I would say it's a run-of-the-mill practice so we see everything from six-month-old um, children with um, ingrown toenails um, warts to just as you're speaking to uh, middle-aged people with sports injuries we see a lot the number one thing that we see in the office is something called plantar fasciitis or heel pain mm-hmm. uh, for most people we also see a lot of posterior tibial tendon dysfunction and and, and all the things that you mentioned um, common um, from from weekend warrior athletes to um, to the the full scope of athletes we see in the office. You mentioned posterior tibia dysfunction. What is that? Um, it, it can be confused with um, uh, heel pain a little bit. It's a little bit above where the plantar fascia inserts. Um, there's a main tendon that holds up the arch of the foot called the posterior tibial tendon. It inserts into the navicular. It's a very common um, tendonitis that we see along with Achilles tendonitis and other things. Is that a, uh, the reason why I'm asking these kinds of pointed questions on that particular topic, my wife is actually experiencing some posterior heel pain that we've not been able to figure out yet. So I was kind of curious about that. Ever come on in the office. <laughs> we even have Saturday hours. You know, as I, as I did a little bit of reading before the show, I mean, when you get down into the structure of the foot, I mean, it's, it's a complex structure. I mean, 26 bones, 33, 33 joints, 107 ligaments, 19 muscles. I mean, that's 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 a complex organ you're dealing with there. 
Absolutely. And we're going to ask you to list them alphabetically. Go. Yes, we'll, 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 we'll begin pimping you with uh, the names of the bones and all the insertions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, I mean, it obviously stands to reason that there, you know, with so many pieces and parts moving there that uh, are linked together, that uh, it would be easy to have something get out of line and then start having some pain. Because, I mean, obviously you can't escape it. You've got to walk around. Um, and so you're going to have some pain. Um, Dr. Capelli, you, you know, I noticed in your you know, bio on the website that talks a little bit about your, your practice focus. It sounds like you've done some training in trauma, and sports injury, and you even do some work with folks that are dealing with uh, diabetic-related issues as well. So tell me a little bit about you know, your practice and you know, the, the patients that you see. Um, that's correct. I actually like to do a lot of limb salvage work, um, so dealing with diabetics and their complicated ulcers. Um, in the hospital setting and wound care setting, um, you know, I spent half a day at Cobb Wound Care and half a day at Piedmont Wound Care, and I deal with pretty complicated cases um, with patients that have infections in their feet or their bones, and um, it's pretty interesting for me. Um, but I also like uh, trauma, too. Um, from my residency training, we did a lot of trauma, ankle fractures, Achilles ruptures, foot fractures, and uh, different things like that. I would imagine this is kind of a busy time of the year with football going on, seeing a lot of, you know, ankle sprains of different types and foot fractures, things like that. Yeah. So do, have you linked up with some schools, uh, you know, in the area that uh, that kind of go to you for any of those injuries? I know sometimes folks will do that. Well, I do get a lot of kids, especially over the summer I did um, with, like Dr. Brody was saying, warts. And um, but we would get foot sprains, ankle sprains, um, and some fractures that just walk into the office. Um, just want to tag on to that. Sure. Um, also with kids, a lot of times we see something called apophysitis, which is inflammation of a growth plate. So we see a lot of soccer players with on the outside of your foot or your fifth metatarsal base. We see a lot of um, um, pain in that area um, very commonly. Does that tend to manifest after, a you know, like an injury where someone stomps on them? Or is that just cause just pure growth pain? They're out and they get active and then it gets aggravated. The latter, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of get um, active and aggravated. Same thing with the posterior tibial tendonitis, um, where it inserts into the navicular. We, we see a very common apophysitis in that area as well. So take me through, you know, I know that uh, when I first met you a few years back, you were part of a, a different group. You, know, you graduated, kind of got out and, and uh, got your feet wet with a group in town, and now you're branching out on your own. You've formed uh, Georgia Podiatry, and uh, you're kind of on a growth curve. you got some big goals. Absolutely. It's a very exciting time for us. Um, um, we feel like we're reinventing the mousetrap, so to speak, a little bit, but our focus mostly is on patient care. Um, we try to replicate the patient experience. It's the golden rule with our practice. We treat others the way we would want to be treated. Uh, we minimize wait times. Um, we don't have any glass. I don't know if you've, I don't, I don't enjoy going to the doctor. It makes me crazy. I don't like the glass that, that shuts and you hear people laughing in the back and you're looking at your watch thinking they should be take, take me back now. Why are they laughing in the back? But, um, and we also, we don't have any of those answering systems, even though it's a little bit more expensive. We don't route your call, press one if you're a doctor's office, two to make an appointment, three if you have insurance questions. Um, we believe that people call up and they want to speak to somebody. I hate those machines. I feel like yeah. everybody else does too. Yeah, it certainly adds a nice personal touch to, you know, to, to making a phone call into the office. And, you know, of course, like you described, when I've walked into your location there in Austell, come up to the desk, you can actually see the person there. I mean, I realize there's HIPAA concerns and everybody tries to kind of be overly compliant, but... But the the frosted glass that's pushed closed that they won't you know you know they'll literally you I can see you through the glass 
Absolutely. I know you can probably see me, and then you, you'll let me stand there. And then it'll even say sometimes, do not knock on glass. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, that's one of my favorites. That. So you don't get that when you walk into your office. You actually have a person sitting there that when they when you first hit the door, they say, oh, hi, how are, how are you, and what can we help you with today? Yeah, well, there's an old motto in, in the old-style medicine offices is if you ignore the customer long enough, eventually they will go away. <laughs> or get better. They'll get better. <laughs> Either way, yeah. yeah. So now you have you know several folks in the group, and you're even expanding out of state from what i understand yes sir um absolutely yeah and and you're looking to um you know really bring that human touch and really kind of make it feel good i noticed one of the the points that you mentioned on your website in your bio that talks about uh even though you're a surgeon and obviously that's a you know a major piece of how you make a living you you state in your biography that surgery is not my first go-to choice because i mean obviously you know if, if things don't go great or you know once you start cutting then then there's issues that can come from that so it was nice to see that's that's an element and i think that the person that's dealing with some sort of foot pain or a challenge with their with their foot you know that's something that's comforting to know that just because you're going to a surgeon doesn't necessarily mean they're going to automatically recommend surgery or try to find a reason that they can you know do some sort of operation um absolutely I mean, th- that's something that really hits home to me um as a surgeon the last thing I want is surgery. I just I just take it very seriously. It's something that um that, that that does have complications or or other issues. But 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 if I was sitting in a doctor's office chair, I want to I want that doctor to think of surgery for me as a last resort. Um, it's always an option. It's always a, a tool in our tool belt. But we always try to exhaust conservative treatment. We think it's the right thing to do, and if we can avoid it, we just assume avoid it. But there are lots of um, conditions out there which lend itself if if we try conservative treatment and you're not better. Um, it's definitely an option for us, and we do a decent amount of, of surgery. So, you, you, uh, Dr. Capilla, you were talking about the fact that you do some work in, in the wound program there in Austell at the hospital. Yes. And, uh, you know, I would imagine that, uh, you know, with that, you know, our, the other primary care physicians that are in the area are, you know, getting to know you as a resource. I mean, I, I don't think that the people that come into uh, a physician's office with a wound on their foot and they're diabetic, I don't think they fully appreciate the fact that this could really cost them their limb for one thing. And then, you know, I, I don't think very many people are really aware of the risk of mortality once they have a, an amputation as a result of that, that wound. And uh, so to have somebody there that has some foot expertise that's able to take care of that, how, how did, did you do a lot of uh, diabetic foot ulcer treatment when you were going through your training and that kind of what, you know, got you, you know, focused on that particular patient group? I did. Um, when I was a first year resident, most of our training was in the wound care center. Um, so it was four or five half days a week and there was a lot of, um, limb salvage cases and just with simple offloading or different techniques of debriding the wound and putting a graft, um, versus taking the patient to surgery or having to sometimes amputate their toes or feet, uh, just, you know, really dependent on the situation and the patient and their comorbidities. But, um, I did have a lot of training in that and I kind of fell into it, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where I think there's a whole lot of folks out there that try to care for those types of patients and and don't, I don't believe, fully appreciate just the the level of risk that that involves for the patient if they're particularly if they're not doing everything that they need to do, um, you know, for the patient. I mean, you know, we've worked with your practice over time as it relates to the folks that have like full thickness wounds and treating them with hyperbarics when it's appropriate. But, you know, to be able to have somebody that's got some serious expertise in it, you know, you can make a wound look good. 
by just doing some basic measures and thinking you're doing the right thing, but to have an expert there, you know, that's where people need to understand that they have someone with, you know, significant training in, in all the modalities that are needed to get that patient's diabetic foot ulcer to heal. Because, you know, as we know, it can take weeks and weeks, even when you're doing everything correctly, to, to get somebody's wound to heal on their foot like that when they're, when they're a diabetic. So, I, you know, I was wondering about um, with, your, with your growth, I mean, you're, you're looking for other podiatrists in the area that might be able to link up with you. Is there a particular kind of focus on the type of person that you're looking to to bring into part of your practice? Because I'm sure some of the folks listening today may be providers in the area that are either looking at their own particular solo practice or, you know, maybe looking to make a change. What, what are you looking for in the podiatrists that are going to be joining your group? Um, that's a great question. Um, Fortunately for us lately, I've been getting a lot of phone calls from doctors in the area that we have doctors that have left certain groups that have joined our group or other doctors that were in practice for 35 years that joined our group. So word of mouth is getting out, so people actually contact us. Um, It's tough. People want to make that change. Either they want an exit strategy, they're getting close to retirement, or sometimes people just it's a challenge to practice full-time and also run our company full-time to run a practice full-time. So I think some people see the advantage of us as we have a management team um, to help uh, manage their practice. So they could concentrate more on um, the day-to-day um, practice, not so much on the management, but asking me if we're looking for any particular, anyone in particular, um, I, I think most of the people um, in this area, it's a, it's kind of a small world of podiatry and their reputation usually precedes them. So we obviously want someone that, that has fantastic bedside manner. That's very important to, to me in the practice. And we also want someone that's educated and, and, and does a great job for, for patients. You mentioned that you have an office that's uh, getting open in in South Carolina. Did you have connections there? How did that come out? Um, sorry for the misunderstanding. We're not opening up a practice in, in South Carolina. Oh, okay. We're getting our we're 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 going to do business in South Carolina. Okay. We have about 130 nursing homes um, in the greater Atlanta area. I see. And what we're going to do is there's a doctor in Savannah that wants to work with us. So we're going to start marketing nursing homes and stuff in Savannah because South, Savannah is so close to South Carolina, Hilton uh-huh. Head area. Right we bridge. actually we actually in preparation for that. We um, we're opening up South Carolina podiatry. We've already um, um have the okay. name and opening up. Sorry the for, for no, no, understanding I, I where you're going. But uh, tell me a little bit about your your work in, in the community in that you know in that space. You're you're helping the folks that are you know in nursing homes and may not um, you know have access to good foot care. What kinds of things are you doing for those folks? Um, we go to a lot of nursing homes and um, adult living facilities, independent facilities as well. And uh, we do um, foot evaluations, um, nail care, um, debridements for calluses, and sometimes ulcers. And we pretty much treat the patient like we would treat them in our office, but outside um, at the facility. Um, and all the doctors um, go to I, different I, facilities. From what I understand, as part of your practice, that uh, that you have it built in that you, you either have a referral source or that you interact with certain uh, referral sources, maybe some of these types of facilities for elderly, for example, where you're able to provide some of that care on a gratis type situation where the patient is actually getting, um, you know, Good Samaritan type, you know, free care as part of what you're doing. Um, yeah, I mean, giving back to the community is very important to me. Um, I just feel like as a physician, what I sign up for is, yes, there's um, patients that have insurance, so they pay cash in the office, but also there's other people that need our care in the community, and we don't want to discriminate people because they can't um, pay for our services. Um, I do, 
I've taken it to the step where I actually volunteered a free health clinic for the working poor called the Good Shepherd Clinic in Morrow, Georgia. And once a month I drive down there. I've done surgery on patients down there for free, but I drive down there and treat usually about 12, 15 patients in the clinic. Um, once a month is very important. We also have a partnership with the Good Samaritan Clinic, and they give us a certain amount of patients that we see every month in the offices. And um, Dr. Capilla and I see lots of patients in the um, hospitals that don't have insurance and, and need need proper care, and, and we provide those services also. Uh, that's great. And, you know, and I, I, a lot of the practitioners out there shy away from you. If you don't have insurance, I don't really want to have anything to do with you, and that includes, you know, people on Medicare, you know, not to mention Medicaid, for example, and, and here you're going on, you know, mission-type work, if you will, to inter- involve yourself with the uh, indigent uh, people out there that don't have coverage that, you know, obviously have a need and, and are at risk. So that's kudos to you and your practice to be making yourselves available in that way um you know you're right around the corner from the the Cobb hospital there in Austell um, do you work in you know in terms of surgery you know obviously there but other other hospitals in the community as well uh yes we go to Cobb hospital and Kennestone and then I go to Windy Hill it's a LTAC like a long-term acute care facility um but there's a, a lot of patients that get sent to Windy Hill um, from other hospitals for hyperbarics. Um, so I, I deal with a lot of limb salvage cases there um, from other hospitals. And then Piedmont, I go to Piedmont for wound care, and I do inpatients, and I do surgery and hyperbarics there. So to the main campus there in town? Correct. I got gotcha. you. Anywhere else that uh, that you're providing in, in hospital care? Just to tag along with Dr. Capilla said, those are the main hospitals. We have a close relationship. So Dr. Capilla does... Um, um, work with Piedmont Hospital, and then we have a close relationship with Wellstar Hospital um, Health System, to where we're allied physicians. Um, there's Wellstar has one full-time physician. His name is Dr. Hendel, and we work very closely with him, rotating call at Kennestone Hospital. And actually, I have an appointment um, next week to look at space in the new Paulding office park next to Paulding Hospital. We, we, we look at Wellstar as a, as a as a great partnership with them, mm-hmm. um, being allied physicians with them, and we're trying to. Um, provide services to the community in that area. It's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you here because we're in the same way, you know, being with our hyperbaric medicine program located right there on the Kinnestone campus. Uh, we do a lot of work with both, you know, uh, Austell Hospital and obviously Kinnestone inpatients for sure. So I figured that uh, you would probably be linking up with them and with the new Paulding Hospital going in, what is it, 10, 15 minutes maybe from your office? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. there's a population out there I know that's in need. Uh, the you know obviously as I'm sure as farther farther you get out there I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't run into a fairly heavy diabetic population given the the meat and three you know uh, you know type of diet that we <laughs> tend to see you know in, in in the rural communities around here um, so I'm sure there's a big need for you there we've been talking with Dr Evan Brody and Dr Capillo of uh, Georgia Podiatry in uh, Austell Georgia and. You know, our time always goes by really quickly. Uh, you know, I, I talked about the website that you have. There's some great information out there for you. And let me pull it up here. It's georgiapodiatry.com. Are you on uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of those types of places? We have a Facebook, Twitter, absolutely. Um, the Facebook link is uh, Georgia Podiatry. I'll make sure that I link up with that there, too, because everybody, that as they come on the show, we try to kind of help cross-promote the information that they put out there because we know that there's some good, uh, useful tips that are coming out from the providers that come and tell us about uh, the various clinical focuses that they have. And before we have to jump over to our next guest, uh, I mean, as we get get ready to, to go, I mean, can you think about a, you know, a 
something that really kind of at the end of the day you go home and you feel like wow that was uh, that was a great experience with this patient we really you know this outcome was one that really moved me can you think of it uh, you know something that really makes you enjoy what you're doing i want to jump in just for a second and and i know the focus is easy among the docs the doctors in the group but i really want to give kudos and we talk about the patient experience but I believe the thing that makes that all possible, I know my staff is listening, and without naming all of our staff members, I really want to give um, kudos to my staff that, that allows us to do a great job treating our patients without them. Um, that's what I feel good about, and I know some of them are listening, and I just want to say thank you to the wonderful Georgia Podiatry family staff that we have. None of this would be possible without them. Thank you. You know, you know, I, I can say as an outsider that you're not just uh, propping your staff, you know, just because they're your staff and you deal with them every day. I've walked in and dealt with them at the desk a couple of times, two or three different people. And uh, I know as a stranger walking in, uh, they could have easily been dismissive in many places they are. Um, and in fact, uh, they were very courteous. So, you know, you, you can't downplay the role of the ancillary staff that are supporting you. They're, I mean, they're the folks that are kind of getting you taken back into the office and interacting with you a good part of the way and they definitely have a big impact on what it's like to be seen in a given office and so um, you know it's it's no surprise that you you know feel strongly about the people that are working with you and it's just another reason why it would be easy to recommend that people link up with Georgia Podiatry Incorporated there in Austell to get their care for the, their feet when they're having some problems so you know uh, thank you guys very much for, and Norcross as well yeah that's right and uh, you know I, I assume yes uh, there's some location information here on the website too when you go out there so make sure you look up where they're located and you can find a spot that's close to you anything else you want to you know leave the listener with before we have to 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 jump off today i don't know thank you so much for having us we really appreciate being here yeah thank you so much well, you know, the providers that take time out of their busy schedules, uh, seeing patients to come here and share information with us, you know, it, it's, it's very much appreciated. I know that this is time where you could be using it uh, to the benefit of your practice and your patients. Um, we're pleased to be able to share information about your, your, your practice in this way so that, you know, if someone can actually come, maybe listen to your interview uh, later on, get a sense of who they're dealing with even before they get to the office. And I think that's very useful because now everybody's trying to do that as much as they can. So we're really pleased to be able to involve folks that we've worked with in the past that we would feel good about recommending. So make sure you link up with the Top Docs radio show at Top Docs on BRX, and then we'll be tied into uh, uh, Dr. Brody and Dr. Capilla, uh, you know, from from here going forward so thanks again for coming on 